Baby, I see you working hard, wanna let you know I'm proud, let you know that I admire what you do. But more if I need to reassure you, my life will be purposeless without you. If I want it, when I ask you, you inspire me to be better, challenge me for the better. Sit back and let me pour out my love better. Let me help you take off your shoes, untie your shoestrings, take off your properly. Did you wanna eat food? Let me feed you. Let me run your bath water, whatever you say. Put your drag on. Wanna feel right? Wanna be my hand Baby, I'm yours. I wanna cater to you. Hey guys, happy new year. This is Tea Time with Tosh, episode five, coming to you in the new year. 2021 is finally here. And let me tell you something. I am so excited. I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful that we made it to yet another year. God saw it fit for those of us that are still here to be right where we are, to give us another 365, to be better than we were the year previously, and also just to tackle all of the goals that we have set out for ourselves. One of the things that I um, carry with me into this new year is goal setting and goal crushing. Everything that I set in place and that I said I wanted to do for the year 2020, for the most part, I was able to achieve that. And I just want to keep allowing that intention to flourish and grow and build and get greater each and every year and day in this year currently um, that I can possibly. Um, it is so rewarding to see yourself set a goal and to be able to move forward with that goal and even just to achieve it greatly. And those around you um, will see that and maybe they'll be encouraged enough to do the same or maybe they are already doing the same. Whatever that looks like for you, I hope that you crush this year and I hope that the lessons learned and that self-work that some of us or that most of us or all of us should have been doing last year is going to be implemented this year and being a better person, a better individual to other people and also just being better at what you want for yourself and what it is that you want to achieve in this lifetime while you still live it. Um, I just needed to say that because I wanted to encourage everyone before I get into the meat and potatoes of today's topic. Um, today's topic actually is a really good one. I did skip last week and didn't record um, as the holiday was very, very busy. Uh, so many things were going on and I just needed to give myself that breathing room to decompress from all that I had going on. Um, I had a lot of family over over the holidays, both New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve. So having two parties back to back a week apart. Yes, your girl was in overdrive, but I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm refreshed, I'm rested, um, and I'm ready to come to you guys full speed ahead with all of the topics that I have planned. I have so many great interviews. One of my um, close and dear friends did um, find it gracious enough to give me a Yeti mic for the new year, so I'm going to also start using that um, for my interviews so that we can um, collaborate. I don't ever want all of my episodes this year to be about my thought and my opinion, but I also want to incorporate some people that I feel like are very, very strong-willed, strong-minded, and have a lot of good insight to come in and bring you some information as well, and we can collaborate together. So that's my spill, and um, I just want to go ahead and get right to what we're going to talk about today. Today's topic um, is going to be submissiveness in relationships and healthy relationships, I'm sorry, is key and it is okay. 
And the reason why I felt inspired or encouraged enough to do this topic is mainly because of a conversation that sparked a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of heavy um, opinion on Thanksgiving in my home with my little brothers. Um, and I say little brothers, but they're older than 25 and 26. Um, but just to, to give you some background on what the discussion was about, one of my brothers, um, Tony, decided that he wanted to pose a question to the group, which I felt like was super dope. I'm all into, you know, you guys know, I like to talk, I like to discuss things, and I like to get people's thoughts and opinions about everything. And I felt like that was a good conversation starter. It's just the way that the topic kind of went, that went awry. And so to bring some substance and to bring some organization to the conversation, I wanted to bring it up on this year's first podcast. Um, and basically what his question was is, when you're a man that is the sole provider in a relationship, how can it be quantified what the woman's responsibility is in the relationship when you are paying and taking care of everything? And a lot of people... Um, a lot of the guys that were in the room gave their own synopsis of what they felt like that would mean for them and what it means to them in their current relationships. And a lot of people, you know, stated how they felt. And my brother, um, he felt like the conversation wasn't going in the way that he felt like it should or the question wasn't being answered. And I usually have a lot to say, but I didn't say anything because I was one, observing, and number two, I was trying to understand exactly where he was coming from without putting my own opinion or thoughts into it. And I wanted to hear what the guys had to say. So some of the men stated that they felt like their wife or their fiance or their girlfriend um, brings love, brings encouragement, is like their therapist, um, speaks life into them, is their rot or die or rocks with them so heavy that when times get tough and when excuse me, when it seems uncertain, um, the vices or the ways of the world seem to cloud their better judgment or their thoughts and feelings, that woman is there to re-encourage re them or to support how they should feel and might not necessarily add light to the negative feelings that they do feel. And I do feel like everything that they said is completely valid. I really do. And my take on it, now that I do have a better understanding of what was being asked, I don't really think you can quantify what is brought into a relationship on a woman's behalf as far as what the or versus what the man is doing. And the reason why I say that is because when a man goes to work dating back to old times, and I talked about this in another podcast, men were seen as the providers of the home. They go out to make the money so that they can provide and make sure that the house runs together. The woman, traditionally, was the one that was home as a sole stay-at-home wife. She did not have a job. She took care of the kids. She made sure the house was clean. She prepared the meals. She taught the kids. She did everything in the home while the husband grinded outside of the home to make the home flourish. So when you bring us to current day, present day, with society norms and traditions and just thought processes changing rapidly every single day, most of what the media um, socially tells us is different from what was and how we see things and how we kind of um, navigate relationships ourselves. So I don't really think that when a man is a sole provider in today's time, there's a way to quantify what the woman does because most of the time, Women are not stay at home. And for those women that are stay at home, she still has so many things that she's expected to do with 
see keeping the home safe and taking care of the home in that way and tending to the children for those that have them, that she also has to keep her own mental health in check um, and has to make sure that she mentally mentally is okay and that the child is okay so that as long as she's functioning well the husband doesn't have to worry about any extra adversity when he comes home because that part is taken care of so you really can't put a quantifying number or quantifying statement or expectation on what it is that the woman should be doing nowadays because she does so much she just does so much and that brings me right into my topic of submissiveness and healthy relationships. The first thing that I wanted to do is give definition to a few things before we get into the conversation itself. And the first thing that I wanted to go over is that submission was highlighted in the Bible in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And basically what he said was, wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ as is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. That's what submissiveness means in a relationship as it relates to marriage. When we are dating or when we're, we have partnerships with people that we're in monogamous relationships, we are practicing for that notion, for that understanding in the Bible that that is what is going to follow our behaviors once we enter that marriage. And for those of us that are in a marriage, while we're in the marriage navigating life together collectively. The other thing that I wanted to highlight or to define is the alpha male. And what that says is the alpha male is a man while that I'm sorry, a man that takes charge. He imposes his will on others and in some instances can be seen as intimidating. The alpha female on the other hand is embraced or is a woman who has embraced her, her leadership ambitions, is talented, highly motivated, and self-confident. Both of these encompass a strong sense of self, determination, conviction and beliefs, and ambition to hard work. And I felt the need to have to explain or define those terms because you'll hear those repeated throughout this conversation today. And I also just wanted to explain what they actually mean. People claim to be these things, but don't necessarily have a definition or real understanding of exactly what it is. They just think dominant. Now, I myself um, personally am an alpha female. I um, am all of the things that I described. I am very domineering in a lot of ways. And I, I definitely do. Um, it's my intention to practice submissiveness more in this new year. And then just to make that second nature for me going forward. It's not something that I embrace easily, which is why I also felt the need to talk about this in today's discussion or today's topic. Because sometimes when you struggle with a thing or when something seems um, hard for you to do, talking through it out loud can sometimes be the best form of therapy and also the best form of guidance and how you should be going forward through research, through understanding, and through practice. And practice is every single day, always. You never stop practicing. You never stop learning and growing in anything in life, especially in marriages and in relationships. So let's get right into it. One of the things that I wanted to talk about first um, was the structure of a marriage and God's hierarchy of how a marriage looks, what that functions like or what that is. And it's like an umbrella format. And when you look at the umbrella format at the very top of that, you'll see Christ. The next layer is husband. The husband on two sides protects the family, provides for the family. 
then you see the wife, then you see children, managers of the home. Now, the reason why the hierarchy is important is because when we think of marriage, the traditional woman of today, she sees the children as who she protects. She's like a lioness in that way. And she always is going to protect her cubs first and foremost. But in the Bible, it says that we are supposed to submit to our husbands and that our husbands come before the children. That is something that I think all of us, even myself, can attest as women that we need to try to be better at and need to understand fully what that looks like because the husband is supposed to precede the child, the children. And the reason why the structure is so important is when you're looking at how you're navigating in relationships, I think sometimes women get the notion or we as women get the notion that when we're submitting, we're somehow diminishing how we feel or who we are in the relationship just to be the um, lesser of the two in the relationship, the lesser of the man, or to be the, um, the person that relinquishes her feelings, her thoughts, her own interactions in life to the man and his thoughts, feelings, and interactions, and that that's more superior and that we're more inferior. That is by far the wrong way to look at our roles in the relationship as it relates to submission. And the reason why I say that is because there is substance behind or there is a level of organization behind how we are submissive in a relationship and what that looks like. One of the things that I did is when I did some research, I, I found this article called The Feminine Woman, and it gives like an outline on exactly what that looks like for us as women so that we can put some type of criteria or meat and potatoes around what our role is in submissiveness. And one of the things that um, she first discussed or that this person that orchestrated this article first discussed was that we don't always have to be in control all the time. Um, it doesn't help our relationship with the man. I don't know if you guys ever come across scenarios where your husband or your boyfriend or your, your person that you're dating to become more than that um, may feel some way in a situation. And however they feel, if you don't feel like in your heart it's a right way to feel or right way to see things, you sometimes impose your own feelings and lessen or diminish or emasculate their feelings, thoughts, and um, approach to the situation because you feel like you have a better perspective. The way that she kind of breaks this down in this article is sometimes listening to that man and understanding where that man comes from and helping him understand where he's going with the conversation and speaking life into how he feels is the best way to handle that type of conflict. And it's all conflict isn't negative. A lot of conflict is healthy. It's positive. It's just exactly what it is. It's conflicting ideals that you have to put some type of resolution behind that is meaningful and that can be a win for both of you all. And in some cases, it's not always going to be a win, but that doesn't mean anyone lost. It just means that you guys have a difference of opinion. That's where the term hints agree to disagree comes from. And so when you see that or when you hear that man trying to delve through this, this feeling or these thoughts that he may have, and he has this approach or this understanding, what your job is, is to listen, fully listen, like I talked about last episode, and hear him collectively and understand where he's coming from, and then just support whatever it is that he's saying. I say submissiveness in healthy relationships is key in the title of this topic, because when you're in a healthy relationship, You've deemed this man that you're with as the best person, the best candidate, the best option that there was for you among millions 
as the person that you feel comfortable enough to let your guard down and to understand exactly who he is and trust that who he is is enough for you to follow his lead. That is so important because let's talk about it. When we get into relationships sometimes, there is just a level of need um, that we all have. And we all have our list of needs or list of expectations that we want in our relationships, as I talked about in another episode last year. And it's it's important for us to be able to identify that, but also to know that the person that we're in the relationship with or that we're in the the expectation of relationship relations with, that that person is enough of what we needed and what we wanted and what we need to be sustained in the relationship where we feel comfortable enough to submit. Okay, so let's get back at hand. So you speak life into what he's saying and you understand where he's coming from and you feel comfortable to let your guard down enough to listen, to hear, and then to allow what it is that he's feeling to manifest or to flourish in that situation. And I didn't give an exact example for what that conversation or what that looks like specifically I gave a broad generalization mainly because there are so many different dif- disagreements or so many different views and opinions that our men possess on a day to day that sometimes because some men do not say anything when they do speak let's listen let's hear let's let them be man in this society that we live in today and that's another thing that I wanted to discuss is society and media um, portrayals of the black man especially because he does have the most disdain um, in this world toward him and also he faces some of the most adversity now I'm not going to diminish us as black women because we are seen as as Malcolm X said the most hated individual around and so one of the things that we need to highlight or that we need to focus on is we need to focus on society's input in our relationships and let's sometimes do this guys let's reject what society tells us that we should see or that we should expect in a man and let's create our own understanding one of my girlfriend's husbands Avon um shout out to Avon I feel like he has a very brilliant mind in how he sees the world and how he he manages through conflicts and through um issues that he may face in this life as a black man and he always has a meaningful observation and he talks about things and makes it make sense for those that are listening and one of the things that i want to talk about is society's take on how the man should be a lot of the times the man should be should be seen as this person that is hardworking, is endearing is dominant is um solid and has things things meaning money that's the biggest flex that is seen or that is shown in society and i saw something the other day that says a lot of the times nowadays women date men's pockets and men date women's bodies and while it was like a very common kind of phrase or meme, if you will i feel like it's valid in today's society because that's what exactly is going on so many people see the man as the person that should have all the money the person that should possess all of the understanding of i need to have in order to be accepted and while having things and being successful and having the finances or the income to do the things in life that you would like to do and sometimes that you need to do is important. That's not the only facet of a man that should be highlighted. 
And that's why I say we need to sometimes reject the imagery placed around what the man should be. Because a man should also have a vulnerable side uh, and should feel safe being vulnerable with his helpmate, his person, the woman that he, he's married to, that he's with, that he surrounds his time with, and that he goes to for advice or for a level of understanding that can't be found anywhere else. And I say that because those two things work hand in hand, both having money and having status, social status or having status in general and career and also having that level of vulnerability and a level of um, humanness, if you will, um, is important because they both create a solid man, a healthy relationship dynamic, dynamic aspect for a woman to submit to that kind of man. And it's important for us to understand that when we're in these relationships with these these men, that it that we need to know that while society tells us these things, that we're creating our own narrative and we're being consistent in building that narrative, as Avon stated over the holiday, so that we create our own dynamics and not what people tell us we should be or not what the, the world tells us it should be. Every relationship is different functions different, has different personalities, different um, level of understanding, and also just functions differently in the way that the things that people accept, tolerate, or do. We're not the same at all, so we're never going to navigate life the same. So that's why I said to reject society's take on a relationship and how it relates to what is expected in the man, and also as it relates to submissiveness in the relationship with that man, because a lot of the times, what works for you does not work for someone else and vice versa. So just to highlight that society's take is there, but we should reject it and create our own narrative and our own matter of circumstance in our relationships is important. We'll be okay as long as we're doing that, doing the work in that way and rejecting any other option that there is. Because what's important is you and that person functioning together in a successful and in a healthy relationship. And while you are going to face adversity, there will be trials and tribulations, and there will be ups and downs along the way. Feeling comfortable enough and understanding that the relationship you're signing up for, as it relates to what Paul said in the Bible that I talked about earlier, is important to submit in the relationship because it's what is going to help the relationship function. It's going to allow for compromise and it's also going to allow that hand in hand work to be, to resonate both ways and to be resourceful as well. As long as the man and the woman are on the same page, even with adversity being present, that will always allow for a healthy dynamic in the relationship. Because when you have those low moments or those tough times, you'll have a point of reference to get back to the center. And that point of reference is how submission works in the relationship. Women, one of the things that we need to do as alpha females, and most women of today in, the, in today's society are that, alpha females. We have to be comfortable and vulnerable enough to know that being submissive doesn't doesn't take away from who we are, doesn't diminish who we are, and it doesn't make us any lesser than what we once were when we stood alone. When we decide that we want to be in a relationship and we say and we deem that this is what we want for our lives, we have to understand that it comes with a heavy level of responsibility. And that responsibility placates the notion of submissiveness because we are able to understand, put 
work and intention behind doing that. And we feel safe in doing that because we've chosen the right person. And, and let's talk about that too, because one of the things that I want to highlight in today's society that I don't agree with is the notion that uh, a woman and a man come together because the woman was um, the person that found the right man. In the Bible, and I hate to keep referencing that because I don't want to be too churchy. That is who I am, but I don't want to be too churchy for those of us that may not be that way. But I have to reference this because it's so important. When a man finds a woman, when he finds his helpmate, he found, he's found a good thing. And that good thing is the woman, which is also rendered as his gift. Let's talk about that. Women, the world we live in, we are patient enough and we are hardworking enough and we're um, steadfast. We're, we're steadfast in that we want to be with the right man. We want all of the things that we need and that to be sustained, to, to fall in line with the man that we encounter and that we decide is good enough for us or is solid enough for us to embrace that next level of, of a relationship, which is going to be marriage for most of us. Um, you have to understand that once that man has come to you, he's still been... It's seen as, in God's um, intention, the gift that God has presented you with, but you are his gift because he found you and pursued you and has become enough on his own, as I talked about before, did enough of the self-work alone to get together with you and to, mer to submerge your lives together and to understand that now that he's a solid individual, he's willing to be Everything you need and in return, you're his, his good thing. You're his gift that he was blessed with. And as long as we understand that notion and that understanding, we'll be able to, un to navigate through relationships with a solid understanding, a solid perception of what is needed to be submissive and that we'll feel safe enough. We'll have, have that safe haven to know that this person is exactly who we need to be with so that we can feel comfortable enough to submit in all situations and in every aspect of our life. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to highlight is women feeling safe and vulnerable enough to submit. Men, alpha males specifically, even though you have these dominant traits and that you're this this forthright man that is solid, that is strong-willed, and that has these intentions that he fulfills in life because that's your characteristics. You also have to understand because you chose the woman that you chose, you should have a level of trust and enough of, I'm going to say, enough of solidarity between the two of you that you know this woman is vulnerable in the relationship and that she is willing to submit to you, but not to go overboard or to take advantage of that understanding. Sometimes I feel like alpha males, because they are so domineering, can sometimes be forceful and be so dominant that it almost makes the woman scared to feel to be vulnerable. And in return, when you have that alpha female, she's going to be combative and you guys are going to clash. That's not healthy and it's not a um, solid way to function in the relationship. You have to be within reason, alpha male or males in general. Within reason, when you have these thoughts, these feelings, these opinions, and these ideas of what you feel in a relationship 
your adversities that you face in the world, and even as it relates to how you navigate in the household. You have to be within reason so that that woman feels safe enough to be vulnerable enough to submit. We want to follow what the expectation is in the Bible, but we also want to be realistic enough to know that we still should, as, as individuals, be reasonable enough with one another that our ask is not too much or that our ask is within reason and that the expectation in return is it is within reason because they're in unison they're aligned they're on one accord that is important being evenly yoked and on one accord is also one of the things that the bible says is intentional and important for a solid and healthy relationship slash marriage you have to be in that space in order for the marriage to function because when you move into a situation with toxicity, toxic, toxic thoughts, toxic patterns, toxic beliefs, or even if there's any toxic, toxicity present and there's no healthiness to that thought, because we all have toxic thoughts that come into our mind. Let me be realistic with that and let's talk about it. We all have that come into our mind. But one of the things I looked at over the holiday when I was watching an interview J-Lo did with Oprah is you have to do those affirmations and be consistent in that each and every day to replace that toxicity in your mind that may come at times with something positive. So if you feel down and out or if you feel like something is, is not functioning in a great way in your life or in your relationship, Replace it with, I know that things may not be great right now, but I am willing to be better. I am willing to expect better and I am willing to collaborate with my my person so that we can make for a better, a better path ahead. That's, a, that's the basic um, way that I can break down that type of toxic thought and how you can counter that with something positive. As long as you're doing that, and you're intentional with that type of that type of work in a relationship, you're going to be okay because the positivity is always going to outweigh the toxicity. It's so important to do that because I see so many relationships nowadays, and even sometimes in my own, where we have these things that arise from the man's the man's end. He doesn't always use or choose the best avenue or the best way to discuss the situation or to even go about handling things. And he may be a little misguided in that way. And then what we do is instead of us speaking life into what he's doing or to support what he's doing and not combat what he's doing, we choose the up the opposite, the lesser of the two, not the latter. And we emasculate him we speak down to what he has what he feels or what he's doing or how he's navigating and instead of us encouraging we emasculate and then in turn that toxic response is going to come back whether it's argumentative whether it's shutting down whether it's walking away nothing is being resolved in that instance because we're not choosing to in the man's perspective be within reason and in the woman's perspective being vulnerable enough to submit to whatever it is that he's feeling and even just help him find a way to, to put guidance in place for how he feels and how he's moving. That is important in a healthy relationship because as long as we're both doing those two aspects and then coming together and being in unison in that way, we will be able to get through any adversity or any um, shortcoming that we face in that relationship submissiveness is so important it's so important women and we have to be intentional with doing that and not feeling like it diminishes us because we are doing that and today's woman i'm telling you because i am that girl i am that woman 
I am today's woman. I am that alpha woman. And sometimes I do have to reel myself back in and remind myself that, Tasha, everything doesn't require response. Everything doesn't require combativeness. Everything doesn't require you to feel like you have the upper hand. Sometimes it is okay to just be still. To understand that even if you two don't agree, it's important to know where your place is in the relationship, which is not in a diminished or lesser way, but just to know that he is the man, he is the head, and that sometimes following his lead because you chose that person and because you chose to be in that situation is the best course of action and making sure that you guys are on one accord. Healthy dialogue healthy interaction and healthy intention is what should be encompassed in a relationship so that you two can manage together, that you can function together. Being submissive to your partner, you'll be surprised, ladies, when um, with the research that I've done and even with the intention that I've been trying to possess more of, you'll be surprised at how much better your relationships function when you embrace submissiveness. When that is a second, a first practice for you and second nature to you, you'll realize how much more meaningful your conversation is with your spouse. You'll realize how helpful you can be in helping him grow into a better man because that is our role in, in this life in our relationships is to speak life into him so he can grow and be better than the person that he was yesterday. It is to Understand that he is the man you chose to feel solid in the man that you chose to put enough intention, enough conviction, enough praise, enough of everything that is needed for that man to grow, to build, to unify in the world so that everything that you do and everything that he needs is aligned. It's on one accord. Submission, ladies. It's not a bad word. <laughs> I'm telling you. And it is okay. It is okay. Another part that I wanted to highlight of um, the article that I read is that most men just want to do the right thing. That was one of the, hot, the headers in that discussion. And what that means to give substance behind it is men sometimes, oftentimes, most of the times, when you choose that right man or when that right man has chosen you, you'll realize that he just wants to be good. He just wants to do right in this world. He wants to be accepted. He wants to be seen as hardworking. He wants to be solid, but he also wants to be what it's necessary to be in the relationship, in the marriage, with the children, combining those avenues and combining all of those things together to make him good. He just wants to know that he's good and good enough so that you don't feel like you've reached a situation with someone that is not worthy of submission. And as long as that man feels like he's doing the right thing, he'll always put work behind being intentional with building himself and helping you helping him build himself into a greater person because he knows that who you are, your expectation in him and what he's actually doing is aligned and it is on one accord so that he knows he's doing the right thing. He's doing the good work. He is fulfilling God's purpose over his life and over the marriage as him being the head. And he's doing enough of the right thing so that you feel whole, 
so that you feel it's okay to be vulnerable in that marriage, so that you feel okay that it's okay to submit in that relationship, and so that you feel solid enough in what he's doing that you're willing to submit in the first place. Men just want to know that they're doing the right thing and that they're being good at it. And when you emasculate them, um, if we're talking about the reality that we face a lot of times, you take away his masculinity and his ego when you diminish him. Emasculating a man is the, one of the worst things that you can do, especially in the world that we live in today, because that causes conflict in a negative way and it also causes self-sabotage within him sometimes we don't understand that what we say is a weapon in itself and when we're using our words to weaponize that man and to diminish that man we're not being submissive of, of, of clearly and we're also not helping him become a better person because we're taking away what he's doing. We're removing the solid structure of who he is and who he's trying to be. And we're replacing it with negativity. We're taking away from his character. We're lowering his vibration and therefore either his toxic response or his no response at all will cause for, let's be real, cheating in some ways. It'll cause for divorce or a breakup, or it'll cause for, in some cases, and I don't encourage this, and I feel like in a healthy relationship, this will not happen, but abuse. And abuse is not always physical. Sometimes it's, it's verbal. And you don't want to create that negative space in your relationship because that's not healthy, number one. And number two, it's not the work that we should be fulfilling if we're going back to what Paul's written letter in the Bible to the Ephesians was as far as women submitting to their man. That is not the behavior that we should be encompassing when we want to be in a relationship that is healthy, that is going to grow, and that is going to stand the test of time. I hear so many people when I talk to different women and in different social settings say, you know, I want to have that relationship with the tenure that my grandparents had, or in my case, that my aunts had. You know, I want to have that 40, 50, 60 year long marriage or that relationship. And how can you ever, ladies, I'm talking just to my ladies in this moment, how can you ever expect to have longevity in a, in a marriage or in a relationship when you are not doing the intentional work of being submissive, feeling safe in being submissive, not feeling lesser than in being submissive, and actually understanding that that is seen as your role to this man so that you can live a fruitful life of tenure in your marriage and that you have a prototype, a blueprint, and a map, a roadmap for your children and their children to follow healthy. Let's, let's focus on that word healthy in their own lives because you set the precedent and you set the bar high because you've done the work, you continue to do the work and you show and you display to them what that looks like so that they can too do the same in return. We have to learn to create new generations. And that's one of the things that my brother did highlight in that discussion on Thanksgiving. You have to create 
and set a precedent for the generations to come. The ones that are existing now, because they are new, different than the baby boomers that preceded us, and then the ones that follow us. Because how can we ever expect for a change in the tide, a change in the trajectory of how life and the black family should function, and also even just how we should be functioning as individuals coming together in relationships if we're not doing the work and being intentional with the work and making sure that the things that we're doing to create solid, solid relationships are being sought after and not rejected. You have to learn, women, that it is okay to submit and that it is not going to diminish you and who you are at any rate. Not at all. And one of the things that I also wanted to talk about is the fact that so many women nowadays are so independent, myself being one of them. And because we're so independent and we're so hardworking, we have these degrees, we have these careers, we have these this lifestyle that we provided for ourselves and we grind so hard. Sometimes we find it hard to submit because we feel like I am the alpha and the omega. But that's not true, ladies. Yes, we may be independent and we may be strong and we may be forthright in all that we do. And we may have set the, the bar high for ourselves so that our children can follow that and know, especially our daughters, that they are going to be accepted in this world of masculinity and still seen as equal. Even though that glass ceiling is there, we can break it. We still have to understand that we're strong enough. What makes for a strong, solid woman that is independent is the fact that she knows that in her right and in her way that she is strong and solid and that she is independent, but that she also is vulnerable enough to submit and not feel lesser than in that journey. That's so important. And ways that you can be submissive is to pray about it, that you can meditate about it, read literature, read articles, watch videos. YouTube has a plethora of things at your disposal with a click that you can look at from therapists, from people that have done research, and even from people that have done live interviews with men and women that will teach you ways in which you can be submissive and still feel okay about your own self and your own accomplishments and your own, um, your own ways of being and knowing that, yes, these things are there for me and I am who I am, but I also feel safe enough to submit in the, the ways that I need to because I'm that strong. Sometimes being strong is submitting. That makes you stronger than what you ever imagine and what you could ever think. The most strong person in this world is a person that can identify with the option of uh, the vulnerability and actually be that. Being vulnerable makes you more real. It makes you more soft and not in a bad way. Soft in a good way where a man feels good about who you are because he knows that even though you're strong and solid, that you still have a softness, you still have a likeness about you and being vulnerable that you will submit to him and that he doesn't even have to feel the need to take advantage because you are solid enough, vulnerable enough in your strength for him to, within reason, as I talked about earlier, have these thoughts and feelings and even these actions and ways of being where you will submit and feel safe in that and that you two will be on the same page. Submissiveness is health in a healthy relationship, guys, is okay. We have to reject society's take on what we should be doing, how we should be functioning, and actually 
get inside our own relationships, outside of what's going on around us, and focus on what can sustain us together, what will make us thrive, what will give us that 60-year tenure, and do the work each and every single day. As long as that is your roadmap, as long as that is your intention, and as long as that is the, the thing that guides your relationship, you will be okay. You are going to be fine. You're not going to be seen as a weakling, ladies, my alpha ladies, because you are submitting to your man. And men, you are not going to be seen as any more dominant and any more strong-willed in that way if you flex in an unreasonable way, if you think about what you're doing, what you're saying, and how you're moving within reason and expecting that in return from the woman, you two can combine, collaborate, and both of you all will understand that neither end needs to be too much. It needs to be warm, room temperature, just enough for you guys to flourish. Guys, this was real. It was heavy on my heart. I felt like it was important to talk about because as we are in a new year, we're in 2021. Who the hell would have ever thought we would have made it to 2021? I remember back when the year Y2K came and everybody got batteries and all of these crazy things and was thinking the world was going to end. And we're now 21 years later. And we're functioning. We're here. For, for Godspeed, most of us is healthy. And we're, we're mindful and aware of the world we live in and in the relationships that we have navigated in and that we've been we've been intentional with making sure we're growing in hopefully we have to understand that the year 2021 that we're in we have to start incorporating those lessons learned from 2020 2020 was a trying year but it also was a fruitful year and the reason why I say, if you're under the sound of my voice, this is so important. The reason why I say 2020 was a fruitful year, because it was a year that showed us that even with all the things going on around us, with all the adversity that we face, all the turmoil, all the diminishing things that we saw in our leadership as far as him being a prototype of what we should be like and not being that, he was actually the opposite we still were able to be here, to function, to give ourselves time to heal, time to rebuild, time to restore, time to make time for projects that we started, to actually finish them, for things and ideas that we wanted to flourish, to actually put intention behind it, to become better parents, to become better friends, to become better family members, to become better stewards. That was the year that we were able to do that and have more than enough time to do those things so that now in 2021, hopefully, when the world kind of comes back to normal and kind of goes back into the setting that we're used to functioning in, that we can carry all of those lessons learned and all of that work that we should have been doing, we can carry that into this year and this will be the year of growth, maturation. It will be the year that we realize whatever shortcomings may have been present early 2020, that by the end of 2020 and at the beginning of 2021, that it helped create a foundation of goodness, that we can be good, that we can be solid, that we can collectively function together in this world and understand that all of the work, all of the things that we've put in place can be done and be done fruitfully. 
It was a fruitful year. It wasn't a bust. And this year can be an even better year because now we're intentional with the things that we should be doing and that we're doing it each and every day. And that we're being solid individuals and in doing that so that we can have healthy relationships, so that we can be strong individuals, and that so we can speak life into our men and into each other. It's a partnership, guys. Marriage, relationship, dating, all of it is within the intention of a partnership. And any solid, if we if we align it or juxtapose it to careers, into business, because that's how a lot of people see things, is through business. If we can see a relationship as a business in a way, but also put the intention and the hard work behind it, you'd be surprised at how high vibrating you'll be in the relationship and even to others when you handle your relationship, your endeavors as a partnership in a business, because you're going to continue putting in hard work so that it can flourish, so that it can be successful, and so that it can be the heightened heightening factor of your life. You have to delve into your relationship and a healthy relationship and function in it as a partnership. That is it. And that is all. As long as you're doing that, you'll be surprised at the outcome. You will have that 50 year, 60 year, 10 year. You will be able to have children that see you as their pillar of success. Your child won't look to, to the societal norms that have been created. And they'll look within the household and be able to reject what's outside because they've seen something different in home, internally. Do the work, guys, because the reward is so great. It's greater than you could ever imagine as long as you understand what your roles are in a, a marriage, in a relationship. And you actually are intentional with doing just that. And one of the things um, that I wanted to discuss also just before we go here today is that game that I talked about ending 2020, um, my last episode, the couples game. It's called Our Moments. Um, and it's a little card game. It's like a um, little card stack. And it has different questions in it that ask you, like I told you before, about relationships and how you function, how you think. And some things don't even pertain to relationships. It's just a way for it to ask how you think about the world, the vices or the virtues of the world, and even just things outside of you. And that helps give perspective into your spouse or into someone that you potentially want to be in a relationship. And it'll it'll help, help you elevate your level of thinking. And it actually gives substance behind how you should see things. And how your partner may see things. And then it may be able to give you or start dialogue. And how you guys can grow or become better at it based on your responses. So Our Moments is a game that you can buy on Amazon. It was $18.45. It's not that much money. And it's something that will help you in your relationship. But I, I really feel like um, this was an important topic to have starting the new year, which is why I held out a week so that I can really, really discuss it and give you substance and meat and potatoes to follow so that you can function and navigate your relationships with a heavy level of understanding of what the expectations are per the Bible, but also what the expectations are within your relationship and learn how to navigate together. It is so important for us to be unified than to be divided. And as long as we're all on the same page and on one accord and we're respectful to each other's thought, thoughts, feelings, and understanding that we are a team and that this should be a team effort, we'll be able to build and grow and our relationships will elevate. 
Drake has a song, Elevate, it's one of my favorite songs. We'll be able to elevate. Listen to it if you haven't heard it. It's real. Um, and that will conclude my episode five for the new year. 2021 is here. Let's do the work. Let's be solid. Let's ladies learn to submit and be okay in submission. And men, let's continue to grow, to be within reason, but also to navigate life so that the woman, in, in which a way, or in, in such a way, I should say, so that the woman feels comfortable in submitting. That's all for today, guys. Until next time, I'm out. No